Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Court Case Podcast with me, your host James Court, and your co-host Sweet Tea. You're going to want to get some fresh air after this episode because we're going to be talking about Joseph Fritzl and how he kept his daughter captive for 24 years. It is a mental story and you're going to want to hear all about it right after this. Hello, welcome back to the Court Case Podcast. It's been a little bit of a break, but we're back with a banging episode for you guys. How are you doing, T? Yeah, all good. Good, good. Have you had a nice couple of weeks? Hectic. Yeah, hectic <laughs> busy. Yeah, it's been bloody busy for me too. But I'm quite happy to be doing a court case again because I've put a lot of effort into this one again. I found a topic and I've researched the hell out of it. I don't even know what it is. No, we are recording the intro last because I don't want to give away to T what the topic is and have I have any thoughts. But before we start the main topic, there's a debate that I've been having with friends and family, and we also put it on the Instagram story, that I just wanted to uh, talk about on the podcast. So recently, the trailer for the movie, the Super Mario Brothers movie, um came out a couple of days ago i watched it i thought it looked stunning jack black's voice as bowser is insane chris pratt's just being chris pratt which is annoying but it looks amazing mm. and i'm excited to see it in april but it got me thinking who is the more popular character slash mascot worldwide not the comp not who's the more popular company mascot mario or pikachu because Pokemon is the highest selling media franchise, but Nintendo is a huge, huge, massive company. Um, and uh, like everyone knows Mario. Um, so we've been asking friends and family, and we also put a poll on the story. Friends and family, so far the score is eight Mario, six Pikachu. So Mario is taking the lead by two. Yeah. Who did you vote for? I voted for Mario, for sure. I also voted for Mario. And this is someone... I played Pokemon majoritively. Uh, uh, wait, is that the right word? I The majority Relatively. of the time when I was oh. a kid, I played Pokemon more than I played Mario. I've never, ever played Pokemon. Um, me and Billy loved it. Billy voted Pikachu. Um, but I think, personally, I can see how I think Mario is the more popular mascot. Apparently, in the early 2000s, there were like polls done and Mario was deemed at one point as more popular than Mickey Mouse as Jesus. Uh, as a cultural mascot. Well, this is the thing, mouse. right? This is why I think it's Mario. There's a movie coming out. Yeah, well, Pikachu's had movies. Detective Pikachu came out two years ago. Okay, yeah, but... Okay. <laughs> Carry yeah. on, though, with your But reasons. what I was going to say is there's I've never come across someone that's gone, nah never played mario don't know what it is however i have met people that have never played pokemon and that probably won't know who pikachu is that is a very good point i think everyone knows who mario is super mario cars super mario yeah, bros like that's such a good point um pokemon as a game is wildly popular and the people that love it absolutely fucking love it yeah and they just play it to death but there you're right there is a drop-off Whereas I think that changed when Pokemon Go came out that summer. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. everyone was playing yeah, true. Pokemon. Um, but with the actual core games, I agree. Whereas Mario, 
people just sit down, they'll just play Mario, whatever. Mario is so easy to play. Yeah. Kids play Mario, adults play Mario. Mm. Whereas Pokemon, I feel like... It's a certain it's, it's type a, of game. It's a certain type of game and a certain mm. type of audience. Yeah. Um, and also, with Mario, there's a literal theme park in Japan dedicated to Mario that looks fucking sick. Yes. In contrast to that, every city in Japan has got Pokemon stores. But then again... But they're not a theme park. <laughs> no, they're not a theme park. But also, we're not discussing the brand Pokemon. We're discussing the character. Yeah, exactly. Pikachu. Whereas Mario has got... Mario is basically the... Mm franchise isn't it yeah because you could you mario can do go off and do loads of other things it doesn't need to be the whole yeah you've got mario party yeah you've exactly got mario Kart. whereas with pokemon yeah you've had the odd pikachu thing but normally it's like the whole thing together yeah. i um as a person i prefer luigi also for halloween costumes you never see someone dressing up as pokemon characters you always see a mario and a luigi out on the town yeah that's good they have got a more iconic yeah like Outfits. costume look haven't they so yeah. that's why i just think surely it's more popular everyone yeah. knows it what's the percentage on the story poll that we did um so obviously it hasn't been up for long because we only just thought of this before we started recording so it's mm. been up for about 45 minutes and at the moment we've got um six votes for mario and one vote for pikachu who was the one for pikachu my, one of my friends okay cool cool all right well okay so it seems like mario is winning uh, that's going to annoy my brother, and he's going to completely disagree. He will do the. We'll arg- never live it down. Next time we see him, it's going to be a very violent time. Because mm. <laughs> uh, he will he will use the Pokemon as the highest grossing media franchise of all time. But we've asked thing. for a character, not Which for is, the franchise. Yeah, exactly. You've got to judge both differently. Because I, for example, believe that Bugs Bunny is a lot bigger than Looney Tunes as a brand. Um, but. Yeah, it's. I just find it very interesting. It's like that. Me and our friend Sam, he was having this debate with his drummer. A few well, we weeks we put ago. it on the story as well. Oh, we did. Yeah, on who was more popular worldwide, Abba or the Beatles? Yeah, I still think the Beatles. Uh, Abba. So I look what our revolt, our votes were. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, please do. I I still personally think it was Abba, but Sam thinks it's the Beatles. I thought it was um, Abba as well. But yeah, we got the Beatles won on our poll. We had 15 mm. votes for the Beatles and 11 votes for ABBA. That the thing that's difficult with these questions. Did you say the Beatles won? The Beatles won. Yeah, yeah. is we, you've got to put aside your biases, and I yeah, understand no, that's literally. I as games, I prefer Pokemon. I love playing the Pokemon games, especially on the Game Boy. But I'm sitting back objectively, and I think that it is Mario. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah I think the only way to kind of settle it is if you get like the same people in a room like different ages like a 5 year old 15 year old 50 yes. year old and you ask them and if who's they this? yeah who's this or it, how often do you play this how, how often do you hear people talk about this character good example if you went round your nan's house held up a picture of Pikachu or a picture of Mario who do you think oh for sure Mario you should know Mario I think so I'll be very surprised if she knew who Pikachu was I think unless my cousin has shown her Pikachu before I think my granddad would know Mario he would either know Mario or he wouldn't know either of them yeah I think that's what I mean that I don't think I don't even think my nan would know Mario but if she had to know one of them it would surely be Mario the thing is, little kids at the moment, I think, will know both easily. Yeah. No, hundred percent. It's the older generation that is the the tiebreaker. Yeah, because Pokemon's more new, isn't it? Maybe is today, Pokemon more new. It is, isn't it? Um, then Mario is. For I example. think they're both around the same time. Oh, are they? Let me give it a quick Google. Uh, Pokemon. Um, Pokemon came out. Um, nineteen ninety six. Hmm. Whereas Mario, so that a year after I was born. Um, whereas Mario, um, Super Mario, the game, it first came out in 1985. So oh yeah, a lot longer then. Mario is 10 years older than uh, Pokemon. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was. Mm. So that is another notch on the fact that the older generation might know Mario more than yeah. Pikachu. Yeah, um, but it's still a thing. When you go out to, you're going out with a friend on the town today. Find some old people. Ask me if they know Mario. Absolutely not. <laughs> Why would I spend my afternoon doing that? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, something nice and light before we get on to the main topic of today. I had to get my notes up. 
So today's topic, T, is quite a deep one. I remember it happening when I was a young kid. It was all over the news around 2008, the year the first Iron Man movie came out. Right. Um, Have you heard of a man called Joseph Fritzl? I have heard of Joseph Fritzl. Have you heard? I've heard of the surname. Right. I don't, yeah. You don't know what the case is? I know that it's a gruesome case. I can't remember. As soon as you start explaining it, I'll be like, fuck, yeah, that's it. Okay. Isn't he the one with the really weird mas- moustache? I believe, yes, he does have a moustache. Oh, sure. he held someone like captive. Yes, well done. Yeah, yeah. I know my cases. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, we're going to deep dive into that case today. Um, it's a pretty mad one. I do know about this already. You do? How yeah. much do you know? I've watched a documentary. <laughs> have you actually? Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool. You can help me out. That's how I knew what he looked like and uh, everything. Okay, so we'll start with some background on Joseph Fritzl as a man. A disgusting, disgusting yes, man. Yes, yes. And his history is before all of this case is not great. These white men are dangerous. So Joseph Fritzl was born in Amstetten, Austria on April the 9th, 1935. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a long time ago. At this time, Austria was under the control of Nazi Germany. So, pretty bad place to be living at the time when he was born. Um, His father abandoned his family when he was four years old and later died in the war. He was left to be raised by his mother, who would often beat him severely. Poor Joseph. I'm not going to have a reaction to that because he's done far fucking worse than yeah, being beaten has. up. He has. But yeah, <laughs> but at this point in time, he's not Boo done any hoo, of that yet. Joseph. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at the age of 21, he married a woman named Rose Marie, who was four years younger than him. So if he was 21, she was 18, 19, 18. <laughs> she was 18. In 1967, this is where things start to get a bit gnarly. Yeah. Um, he raped a young woman at knife point in Linz, though the record of this crime was erased after 15 years. So that was his first sort of big crime. Right. Was a rape. Disgusting. Fritzl was also a suspect in two other assaults in the area. He is said to have engaged in indecent exposure and is alleged to have raped one of his sisters. Uh. Yep. At some unknown point, he graduated from college with a qualification in electrical engineering, then going on to work at a steel company. So a nice, honest living for mm. Joseph there, in between the rapes. For a while, he worked in mail-order lingerie, but gave it up in 1972 and bought an inn and campsite near Salzburg. So he stopped working at the steel mill and went into uh, making and sending off l- women's lingerie. Disgusting. It's very int- weird... Random. Yeah. Yes, it is, it is. Um, he is currently a suspect in the unsolved murder of a young girl in the area unrelated to the case today, but they just never found the killer. And he's a suspect in it. Right. Um, none of these things apparently affected Fritzl's marriage to Rosemary, in which he dominated his wife to the point that he was able to make frequent trips alone to Pitaya, a city in Thailand known for its sex tourism. Jesus. So he'd just go after Thailand to do whatever in the in a sexy town and his wife was just made to be okay with it yeah fritzel and rosemary had seven children together two sons and five daughters in 1959 after fritzel had married and bought his house his mother moved in with them over time just as fritzel feared her as a child she came to fear him mm-hmm. i bet now we're going to get on we speak about more about the mother later on because there's some revelations involving the mother right. which is interesting but we're going to crack on with the case okay so the fritzel case emerged in 2008 same year iron man was released i've got here oh in my gosh <laughs> it's good to know your movie dates clearly um when a woman named elizabeth fritzel told police in the town of Amstetten, Lower Austria, that she had been held captive for 24 years by her father, Joseph Fritzl. That's such a, such a long time. That is almost a quarter of a century. Yeah. Fritzl reportedly began sexually abusing Elizabeth as early as 1977 when she was aged just 11. 
Oh, fucking hell. After completing education at age 15, Elizabeth started a course to become a waitress. In January 1983, she ran away from home and went into hiding in Vienna with a friend from work. She was found by police within three weeks and returned to her parents in Amstetten. She rejoined her waitress course, finished it in mid-1984 and was offered a job in nearby Linz. Mm. Sad that she tried to run away and the police brought her back. Mm. Didn't realise the abuse in the household, did they? Well, she sh- I wonder if she said then. Obviously not. Know. Yeah, otherwise there would have been some sort of duty of care. Well, you would You'd hope. hope. You would hope. So, captivity. On the 28th of August, 1984, after Elizabeth turned 18, Fritzl lured her into the basement of the family home. He said that he needed help carrying a door. In reality, Fritzl had been converting the basement into a makeshift prison chamber. The door was the last thing he needed to seal it. After Elizabeth held the door in place while Fritzl fitted it into the frame, he held an ether-soaked towel on her face until she was unconscious, then threw her into the chamber. Jeez. So he's like, what's Austrian sound like? He's like, come and help me with my door. And then he goes downstairs and she's like, oh yeah, sure dad, I'll help you with the door. And he's like, whoa, boosh, those are in the room, locks the door. For 24 years. Bosh, yeah, 24 years. Jeez. Um, after Elizabeth's disappearance, Rosemarie, Fritzl's wife, filed a missing persons report. Almost a month later, Fritzl handed a letter over to the police, the first of several that he had forced Elizabeth to write while she was in captivity. Yes, yeah, so he would force her to write letters to um, the police and to like her mum and stuff. And what Fritzl would do... So the mum was clueless, wasn't she? Yeah, there are times when um, I'm like... You're, the thing is, I th- she eventually knew. I think she was definitely clueless for like a couple of years. No, she didn't know the whole time. What I'm saying is, I do think she's an innocent party. I just think she's fucking stupid. I think she's actually no, a No, that's what I'm woman. saying. I think she was clueless, but she must have had... She, you think that she's done, but I think that she must have had, she must have known, but just didn't act on it. Well, there's things that happen later on that I'm like, she, for these things to happen, she must have not known. Still. Or was she doing the book because she knew, but she didn't want him to know that she knew? It's really tricky. <sighs> don't know. I don't know. But um, th- yeah, the letter stated that Elizabeth was tired of living with her family and was staying with a friend. She warned her parents not to look for her or she would leave the country. Fritzel told the police that she had most likely joined a cult. Right. Very random. Yeah. Over the next 24 years, Fritzel visited Elizabeth in the hidden chamber almost every day or a minimum of three times a week, bringing food and other supplies and repeatedly raping her. She spent the first five years entirely alone. He hardly ever spoke to her. So he would just come down and like rape her, but hardly say anything and then leave. Jesus Christ, that's so awful. The conditions were terrible. Cold, damp. She sometimes had to catch rats with her bare hands. Water ran off the walls in such large quantities that she had to use towels to soak it up. Summer was when the place turned into an intolerable sweaty sauna. She would later write in her calendar that it was the worst time of year. It would be like here in the summer times 20. Yeah. Mental. Because there'll be no windows. Yeah. Um, here's interesting thing. So during the years that she was in captivity, Chernobyl blew up. DNA first came to use convicting criminals. The Berlin Wall fell. The Tiananmen Square massacre happened. The release of Nelson Mandela. OJ Simpson was arrested for murder. Princess Diana died. Mad cow disease came around. Not to mention all of the technological advancements like the mobile phone and the internet. When she went in, there weren't mobile phones or internet. When she came out, there were. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah, the amount of stuff that happened. That's so sad. And she wouldn't have been told. He wouldn't have been keeping her up to date. No, no. I th- she did have a TV down there, but I don't know if it had channels or whatever. Yeah. It had a VCR player. Right. But he sexually abused and raped her sometimes several times a day from the second day of her incarceration right up until her release in 2008. Over the course of nearly a quarter of a century, he would rape her at least 3,000 times. <gasps> Oh, fuck. I know. That's mental, isn't it? Fuck. The thing that I don't get about cases like these is um, 
like that's your child mm. you i thought you're supposed to have some sort of maternal paternal instinct and that's your child like what is fucking wrong with you mm. i just don't get it I, I, when I was researching this, I was just flabbergasted the whole time. In November 1986, Elizabeth had a miscarriage in the 10th week of pregnancy. Elizabeth gave birth to seven children during her captivity. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So rank. Mm-hmm. One child died shortly after birth, and three, Lisa, Monica, and Alexander, were removed from the chamber as infants to live with Fritzel and his wife. The child Michael died shortly after birth. Fritzel burned him in an incinerator. <gasps> he wasn't alive, and he burned I know, him. That's, but that's just so body. savage, isn't mm-hmm. it, to do that? Like so. Then I've, I remember this. I remember the three kids going up and living with the mother and the mother like being like, oh, yeah, that's, well, that's like normal. The mother thought what Fritzel had convinced the mother was that Elizabeth was a part of this cult and was and having had children and, and the over, cult yeah. was kicking out the kids. Yeah. Um, so they were both approved by local social services as their foster parents. The one thing that um, I don't think I mentioned in my notes, but um, I found out that makes me think that the wife was just dumb as bricks, is um, there was at one point where, so um, he would have Elizabeth um, write letters and then he would go to another town, post the letters, and they would come to the house. So it seems like Elizabeth is around yeah. about somewhere and Rosemary would read them and be like, oh, what's happening with my Elizabeth? Where is she? Right. But there were also times where she would have Elizabeth call Rosemary on a landline phone that he would sort of bring downstairs or something. Right. And um, she would say what she's up to. But there was one time where Fritzel had changed the phone landline so they had a different landline number. And Elizabeth, he had Elizabeth call her the day after. And all Rosemary said was, hmm, I wonder how she got my number so quickly. And that was it. It's like <laughs> you div. <laughs> it's like that's what I mean. Like you're not going to press that anymore. Was she acting anymore. innocent? Yeah. That's because it's that's just weird. How I don't get how this can be going on in your fucking house, and like you're seeing little hints. Like you're he's going to drop little hints every now and then, and like things are going to happen, and she's just going to be like, "Oh, this is normal." Yeah, I married someone who's been done for a crime before, but he's there's no way he's committing one right now. <laughs> yeah, like um. It, I get into the cell that she was in later, but it was a big house, like a big sort of like they rented rooms out to people. Yeah, it was, and it was like really, really well covered up downstairs. Yeah. I know, I know what it looked like. I did watch it years ago, but I do know what it. I remember it, but I still just think, surely, 
you have an idea that something's not right. Yeah. You have a gut feeling as a mother, don't you? Like when you know that if you think that your child's died, but you feel like your child's Mm. alive, like that kind of thing. She was so heavily dominated by Fritzel. Yeah, true. Um, Officials said that Fritzel very plausibly explained how the three of his infant grandchildren had appeared on his doorstep. The family received regular visits from social workers who saw and heard nothing to arouse their suspicions. Following the fourth child's birth in 1994... Fritzel allowed the enlargement of the prison from 35 to 55 square metres. He put Elizabeth and her children to work, digging out soil with their bare hands for years. The captives had a TV and a radio and a video cassette player. Food could be stored in a refrigerator and cooked or heated on hot plates. Elizabeth taught the children to read and write. Trying to do. Mm. At times, Fritzel would punish the family by shutting off their lights or refusing to deliver food for days at a time. Fritzel told Elizabeth and the three children who remained downstairs, Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix, that they would be gassed if they tried to escape. Investigators concluded that this was an empty threat to frighten the victims. There was no gas supply to the basement. Yeah, but they didn't know that. They weren't going to be exactly very clever, were they? No, no, no. Um, He also told them that they would be electrocuted if they tried to meddle with the cellar door. So that's nice. Um, According to Fritzel's sister-in-law, Christine, he went into the basement every morning at 9am. He said he was drawing plans for machines which he sold to manufacturing firms. He often stayed there for the night and did not allow his wife to bring him coffee. Interesting. Yeah. A tenant who rented the ground floor room in the house for 12 years claimed to hear noises in the basement, which Fritzel said were caused by faulty pipes or the gas heating system. Tries anything, doesn't he? Little bastard. So I'm going to get into the cell a bit here so I can, you know, explain to you guys what exactly the conditions they were living in. So the Fritzel property in Amstetten is a building dating from around 1890. So it's quite an old building. um, A new building was added after 1978 when Fritzel applied for a building permit for an an extension of the basement. So this is what's mad about this is this is how premeditated the crime was. So obviously it was 1984 or 1983 that Fritzel put her his daughter in captivity, but 1978 was when he applied for planning permission. So he spent about five years building this basement. That's mad. To trap his daughter, yeah. Um, In 1983, building inspectors visited the site and verified that the new extension had been built according to the dimensions specified on the permit. The local count. This one is mad. The local council had even given him a grant of a couple thousand pounds towards the building costs. Imagine finding out that you gave a man money to build his basement dungeon. His sex dungeon, yeah. Yeah. That's mental. Fritzel had also Fritzel had illegally enlarged the room by excavating space for a much larger basement, but he concealed this with walls. So when the inspector came round, there were these fake walls put up that he made, so wow. it looked smaller than it was. God, he's clever. But mm-hmm. then, um, where were the, I? Wonder where the kids were at that point when they Would came round. Upstairs, I suppose. The wife can't have been in. No. At around 1981 or 1982, Fritzel started to turn his hidden cellar into a prison cell and installed a wash basin, toilet, bed, hot plate and refrigerator. In 1983, he added more space by creating a passageway to a pre-existing basement area under the old part of the property of which only he knew about. Uh, The concealed cellar has a five metre long corridor, a storage area and three small open cells connected by a narrow passageway, along with basic cooking area and bathroom facilities, followed by two sleeping areas which were equipped with two beds each. So there was a few different rooms in this thing. It was Mm. a bit complicated, convoluted. Um, The main door was located behind a shelf in Fritzel's basement workshop, protected by an electronic code entered using a remote control unit. Just makes you wonder then, if the council declined his building permit, permit, would he have still managed to try and do this anyway? Yeah, I think he would have done. 
Here's the one. In order to reach this main door, five locking basement doors had to be crossed. To get to the area where Elizabeth and her children were held, eight doors in total needed to be unlocked, of which two doors were additionally secured by electronic locking devices. Fuck. So they were deep. Yeah. They had to go through eight doors. They were in there. Yeah. They were like in there. Right. Discovery. On 19th of April, 2008, one month before Iron Man came out. Fuck's sake. (laughs) I think it came out May 2008, I'm pretty sure. You've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. No one cares. Fritzl agreed to seek medical attention after Kirsten, Elizabeth's eldest daughter, fell unconscious. So Kirsten is one of the ones that's living downstairs in the basement. She's fallen unconscious. Elizabeth has asked Fritzl for medical help. He's uh, agreed. Elizabeth helped him carry Kirsten out of the chamber and saw the outside world for the, the first, first time, time yeah. in 24 years. He forced her to return to the chamber where she remained for a final week. Kirsten was taken by ambulance to a local hospital and was admitted in serious condition with life-threatening kidney failure. Fritzl later arrived at the hospital claiming to have found a note written by Kirsten's mother. He discussed Kirsten's condition and with the, and the note with a doctor. The doctor's name was Albert Rita. Medical staff found aspects of Fritzl's story puzzling and alerted the police on the 21st of April. The police broadcast an appeal on public media for the missing mother to come forward and provide information about Kirsten's medical history. Yeah. So they've got an appeal out thinking... this Elizabeth. Yeah, where's the mother? What's yeah. she doing? The police reopened the case file on Elizabeth's disappearance. I think they've probably had that case file closed for like 20 years, probably, something like that. They've reopened it. Fritzl repeated his story about Elizabeth being in a cult and presented what he claimed was the most recent letter from her, dated January 2008, posted from the town of Kematen. The police contacted Manfred Wolfhart, a church officer and expert on cults. Mm. Here we go. Come on, Manfred. He raised doubts about the existence of the group Fritzl described. He also noted that Elizabeth's letters seemed dictated and oddly written. Wow, clever man. Yeah, so like someone had written them for her. Elizabeth pleaded with Fritzl to be taken to the hospital. On the 26th of April, he released her from the cellar along with her sons, Stefan and Felix, bringing them upstairs. He and Elizabeth went to the hospital where Kirsten was being treated on the 26th of April, 2008. Following a tip-off from Albert Rita, the doctor, that Fritzl and Elizabeth were at the hospital, the police detained them on the hospital grounds and took them to a police station for questioning. Elizabeth did not provide police with more details until they promised her that she would never have to see her father again. Oh. Yeah. Over the next two hours, she told the story of her 24 years in captivity. Elizabeth recounted that Fritzl raped her and forced her to watch pornographic videos, which he then made her reenact with (gasps) him in front of her children in order to humiliate her. How fucking vile... Is that, that's possibly one of the most disgusting things I have ever heard. How could somebody think of that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Fritzl, aged 73, was arrested on the 26th of April on suspicion of serious crimes against family members. During the night of the 27th of April, Elizabeth, her children and her mother, Rosemary, were taken into care. Police said Fritzl told investigators how to enter the basement chamber through a small hidden door. Wow, he just told them. Yeah. Well, it's caught out now. Opened by a secret keyless entry code. Rosemary had been unaware of what had been happening to Elizabeth. That's what's on the record. Right? On the 29th of April, it was announced that DNA evidence confirmed Fritzl was the biological father of his daughter's children. His defence lawyer, Rudolf Mayer. Rudolf Mayer is a piece of work, by the way. I think he comes up a couple times in my like notes. Like good or bad? Uh, bad. Oh. He's the, the, he, I mean, every you have to have a defence lawyer in every case. So someone's got to defend Fritzl. Yeah, of course. But it's, uh, it, I don't know how being a lawyer works, but I would, if I was put on A defence lawyer, yeah. I would just half ass it so much. Yeah. 
Um, but the thing is, you want to you want to win because it looks good for your future clients that you can win a case where it's so proven that he's done it. And if you win that, people are going to want you, and you're going to be rolling in it, which is so shit. Don't get me wrong; it's yeah. shocking because you're defending people that are so messed up. However, that is just life and money. Yeah, I wouldn't have taken it if I was a lawyer. But well, we're watching how to get away with murder at the moment, and yes. they do stuff in that all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. They're quite immoral, aren't they? Anyway, his defence lawyer, Rudolf Mayer, said that although the DNA test proved incest, evidence was still needed for the allegations of rape and enslavement. His lawyer tried to paint him as a caring man who spent time and money maintaining both of his families. He took a Christmas tree down into the dungeon. Isn't that nice? Christmas oh, yeah, let's just get rid of the charges yeah, because yeah. he was he cared about Christmas. And uh, yes, I know he raped you for twenty four years, but the Christmas tree? Yeah. Like, come on. Fucking idiot. He also took school books and an aquarium, even a canary, you know, the little bird. He said that the canary's ability to survive was proof that the air in the cellar could not have been that bad after all. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, get off. Go away, Rudolph. On the 1st of May, Austrian police said that Fritzl had forced Elizabeth to write a letter the previous year indicating that he may have been planning to release her and the children. The letter said that she wanted to come home, but it's not possible yet. So was he planning to release her? Did he get bored of the upkeep? Well, I mean, he didn't release her, so should it doesn't no. matter. I've got a section here on Fritzl's statements because I found that things that he said to police and also things that he has said from prison, some of which are quite interesting. Right. So Fritzl said that he, quote, always knew during the whole 24 years that what I was doing was wrong, that I must have been crazy to do such a thing, yet it became a normal occurrence to lead a second life in the basement of my house. So no remorse there. Brilliant. At all. Regarding his treatment of Elizabeth and her children in the cellar, he explained that he brought flowers for Elizabeth and books and toys for the children in the bunker. Fritzl decided to imprison Elizabeth after she did not adhere to any rules anymore. That is why I had to do something. I had to create a place where I could keep Elizabeth, by force if necessary, away from the outside world. Well, you did that. He, he succeeded at that, didn't he, for 24 years? Fucking nutcase. Critics have said that his statements here may have been a ploy to prepare an insanity defence. But I don't think they ended up pleading insanity. Well, no, I don't think they did. No. Eventually, he also admitted he had... Late, uh, this. Ah, uh, here we go. This is where the mother stuff comes back. You know, I said we're mm -hmm. the mother again. Eventually, he also admitted that he had, he had later locked his mother in the attic, so the upstairs loft, and bricked up her window after telling neighbours that she had died. Right, Jeez. this this would have been a revenge thing, I assume, because his mother used to beat him. He kept her locked up until her death in 1980, four years before he imprisoned Elizabeth. It is unknown how long Fritzl kept his mother locked up in his attic, but newspapers have speculated that it may have been up to 20 years. So how did he then get rid of the body? Don't know. Have I got that? Don't know. Might still be up there. But, um, no, I maybe use the incinerator like he did with the with the oh. child. But um, that's mad. So he already had experience locking people up. Mm. And he was like, I can do it. I did it with my mother for 20 years. Jeez. Christ. No wonder the mother went to fear, fear, fear him. During his prison stint for the earlier rape conviction mentioned at the beginning, he admits that he planned to lock his daughter up so that he could express his evil side. It's the quote that he used. That's rank. Yeah. He said, this one is mental, what he said here. He said, I was born to rape. I held myself back for a relatively long time. I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter. Jesus. What has happened to this man to... To think that that's like... Oh, right. my God. To be fair, though, like, he should have plead for an insanity case because he is fucking insane. Mm, like, yeah. not as in, like, get an insanity case to release his charge, as in put him in a mental institution because what he has just said there is absolutely vile and there is something wrong with him. He is wired differently to think that that's okay. Yep, yep. 
Later reports have revealed that Fritzl's premeditated plan to lock up his daughter was not for discipline, but was for his own gratification. Of course. So, the question I want to ask you is, do you want to know first... Do you want to know where Fritzel is now or do you want to know where Elizabeth is now? I want to know where Elizabeth is now. I don't really care where Fritzel is. I hope well, I'm going to tell you both. Yeah, okay. So do you want the bad yes, guy Yes, I want first? Elizabeth. Elizabeth first. Okay. Justice for Elizabeth. Yeah. Elizabeth, uh, well, she actually got quite a good justice. Good. Elizabeth was given a new name following the trial with strict laws to prevent her identity good. being revealed. She now lives with her six surviving children in a brightly painted house in a tiny hamlet in the Austrian countryside, which also cannot be identified and is only referred to by the country's media as Village X. Fair enough. They're doing like all they can to keep them obscure, which I That's think is amazing. great. That's amazing. The children, now aged between 17 and 31, sleep in rooms with doors permanently open after undergoing weekly therapy sessions to eliminate the traumas they suffered inside the cellar. Their two-story family home is kept under constant CCTV surveillance and patrolled by security guards, while any stranger caught lurking nearby the village can expect to be picked up by police within minutes. Wow, they are so safe. I know. That's incredible. The close-knit village's residents also help protect the family, according to reports. One photographer sent to Village X recalled, There are only a few villagers and they are all in with the police. I was quickly surrounded by people who told me they don't want to talk to you, they don't want to see you, please get out of here. It's nice that they've got a village where yeah. everyone is just like, yeah. Um, but a local restaurant owner revealed the family is doing more than fine. In 2009, so a year after the captivity, it was revealed that just a year after she escaped captivity, Elizabeth found love with Thomas Wagner, a bodyguard who had been assigned to protect her. That's incredible that she's managed to fall in love again. Mm -hmm. Well, not fall in love again, sorry, but fall in love at all after all that. Yeah. Thomas, who is 23 years younger than Elizabeth... Jeez. Go on, boy. He's got himself a cougar. Moved to live with her and her family. The romance has helped her overcome the traumas of her past, leading, oh, her, that's to, good. leading her to radically scale back the therapy that she was undergoing. Aww. So that's how good the relationship was. Oh, no, that's amazing. I didn't mm. think that she would be able to do that. So that's actually really, really good. The psychiatrist said this is vivid proof of love being the strongest force in the world. Mm. Um, and lastly, I've got that Rosemary, the wife, yes. lives alone in a small apartment. Elizabeth was originally estranged from her mother, but over time she has grown to forgive her mother for believing her father's story. Oh, okay. That's really impressive. Mm. That's good. Yeah, so she was cut off from them for quite a while. Oh, yeah. Mm. I do. Feel, I mean, it's amazing that Elizabeth has forgiven her, but I think that she is just better off just ruling them all out i know it's not rose what's her name rosanna rosemary rosemary i know it's not rosemary's fault at all if she generally didn't know yeah. but i just think it's just better left now do you know what i mean like that leave the past in the past because it's disgusting yep so you're telling me there's this whole village where basically the only people that live there they just stay there they don't go anywhere else so even people in the restaurants and shops and stuff know who she is but yeah. they don't Wow. Well, no, I th I think they've probably signed stuff and they say yeah. things. It's probably one of those... Um, it's Is it kind of like that um, that show that we watched? Oh, my God. Um, the Marvel show where she made a whole little village. Oh, like WandaVision. Oh, that's the one, WandaVision. Is it kind of like that? I, what, I would, I think, what I would say is it's not like... I wouldn't think it would be like the villages like Barnum and Warburton on the south coast of the UK. Obviously not. It would be more like the the villages up not like um up X when me and Bruce and oh, that right, there, Exmoor, yeah. those little villages where there's not many people, they're all farmers, yeah. they're not gonna be going anywhere. Yeah. A village like that, so there's no one really coming in and out. Yeah, no, that's assume. true. That makes sense. Yeah. Um there's probably not a train station there. It's probably you'll go there by car, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um so where's Fritzel now? So obviously he went to prison. In May twenty seventeen, so more recently, Joseph Fritzel changed his name to Joseph Mayhoff, most likely due to getting into a prison fight that resulted in several of his teeth getting knocked out. Good. This was after one of the other inmates set up a fake dating profile with his name and picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking random. It, uh, it was probably a disgusting dating profile as well. That's yeah. quite funny. 
Uh, Mark Perry, a British journalist who interviewed Fritzl in his cell, says that he has shown no remorse for his crimes. He recalls he kept saying, just look into the cellars of other people. You might find other families and girls down there. What? Weird thing to say, isn't it? Oh, fucking weirdo. In April 2019, so just before the pandemic, it was reported that Fritzl's health was declining and that he did not want to live anymore. Aww. Hopefully he doesn't. (laughs) He is reportedly suffering from dementia, although there is no proof of this. (laughs) A fellow prisoner told local media, he has totally withdrawn himself and barely leaves his cell. He doesn't want contact with others and altogether it looks as though he was resigned himself to dying. In September 20... Sorry, I dropped my phone. Okay. In September 2021, so... Exactly a year ago, a decision was made to release Fritzl from a psychiatric detention facility to a regular prison where he would continue to serve his life sentence. So he was originally in one of those like prisons for the criminally insane, like psychiatric detention places. But now they have planned to transfer him to a regular prison. Right. He hasn't moved yet, but he will be moving soon. Mm -hmm. The move to a regular prison means that Fritzl who received a life sentence, life sentence, sorry, will be eligible for parole in 2023, having served the initial 15 years of his sentence. I mean, he's not going to get it. No. But he'll be eligible for parole. He will unlikely be released, what I've said here, but if he were to be freed, if they did do the parole hearing and said, yeah, you'd be freed, he would have been kept in detention for less time than he held his daughter prisoner. Fucking hell. But I, I don't think he's going to get parole. But ob- I so. really hope not. Surely yeah. not. But I, I mean, I'll, I'll keep an eye on it next year and yeah. see if he does. But there's no way they would parole him, surely. I mean, even though, like... What, what, what would be their need to parole him? He's at a point in his life where he might possibly have dementia. He's, like, dying. So he is technically not harm to anyone because I don't think he could probably physically do anything to anyone, especially he's also missing most of his teeth. Yeah. Um, but still, like, I don't... He doesn't deserve to see um, the outside world or anything at all. Well, so no, he doesn't at Don't all. parole the boy. But I'm sure they won't. But what do you think of that case? It's What's just absolutely grim, isn't court it? Court case verdict. I'm happy with the ending. Yeah. Um... Uh, but I think he's an f- absolutely vile, vile man. And it is such a shame that there are so many cases mm. where they you they come out and you hear about them and you just go, oh, how can people do that? Like, how can people do shit like that and say yeah. shit like that? And they never, they just continually, continuously surprise you. Like, oh, uh, yeah. rank, rank, rank. <laughs> yeah. Just one of the most disgusting men I think I probably heard ever heard about. When I it's was, the stuff he says. When I heard it in two thousand eight, and I was a kid, and I saw it all over the news, I didn't completely grasp how the gravity of how terrible yeah. it was. But looking up at it now, like because when you're older, you can kind of like actually imagine you in that position. Yes, that's yeah. why. And like you, you, you just sit there, and, and all you think about is you don't even think about him. You think about her and like how she's feeling and what what she was thinking whereas you know when you're younger you just you don't it doesn't you don't really resonate with it as much that sometimes i find myself thinking about this and it just really just puts me in a jesus is that right now while we're sitting here recording this podcast there are people that have been kidnapped there, are, there people are people that currently, are currently being yeah. raped and it's just disgusting to think about like. and if you the thing is though as shit as it sounds but if you deep it too much you're just gonna fuck your own life yeah, do you know what are, i mean yeah, yeah. like i know it's awful but like life is okay i don't want to get too deep but it's just part of life unfortunately yeah. i wish it really wish it wasn't mm-hmm. um and it's so awful yeah there's some other and it um, makes you feel grateful as well in a way doesn't it yeah but it was also nice to see that these cases they're coming out as documentaries. They're coming out as cases. They're educating people, and hopefully, people don't do copycat crimes because that's the worst. Yeah. But also, you're seeing how it ends and how that people can have normal lives afterwards, and mm. how that how she's now happy. 
Yeah, we've done a few like international interesting cases now. We've done DB Cooper, we've yeah. done Joseph Fritzel in Austria. I want to do some more English ones or yeah. UK based ones soon. There's one that I read about yesterday, this woman serial killer in the UK. Mm. And this isn't even a um most of the time when there's a woman serial killer, it's all like, ah, oh, well there's like a man who abused her or there's a um like um she's being influenced by a man it's empty together. This was a woman she had a normal upbringing with a family and um, not influenced by a man at all. She was single. She didn't have a partner. And um, she was serial killing children. Bloody hell. It's mental story. I do want to talk about that one on one episode. There was also one that came from my TikTok page the other day, but I think it's America. And I've heard about this story before, but I don't know the full extent. About a mu- You'll like it. You'll find it interesting because you always find it interesting how serial couples find each other. Yes. Um, but these aren't serial partners but anyway they're married and they've got literally so many kids they've got like 20 or kids Mm -hmm. and they've like locked and chained them up in their bedrooms and they're like chained up to their bunk beds and stuff like that and they're like malnourished and everything and one day like oh my god i need to find it and show you this video there's a video of the girl one of the oldest girls she managed to escape and she found a police officer on the street she ran up to him she could barely speak a word of english she's trying to explain what's going on i remember hearing about this and she's got video photo photo and this police officer's just like what the fuck is going on here like she i can't understand what she's saying but she's got photos of some girls chained up in her house so they go and do a search and they find literally everything and they're arrested and it's so good but then with, there's a, like a nice documentary where the girls are now mm. absolutely stunning girls like they've they look beautiful and they look like they're having a really amazing life now but like it's crazy because you know like when you react to something yeah. so like your face sometimes people's face like you can't really read it because they're just so like numb yeah. these girls react like they they just move their face so much like because obviously they've not learned English very well so they express everything That's with cool. their face so like this girl was they looked at an old picture of the family like at a wedding or something when they're all malnourished and like you just you can read what they're thinking like they're literally wow. like fuck like the trauma just comes back to them and the older daughter like the older sisters like support what's her. this documentary i, I don't know what the documentary is i just saw a clip of it on tiktok but i need, i'll have a look and we yeah. could definitely did you, watch did it did you like it on tiktok i don't get how <laughs> you didn't i don't get how you didn't send that to me uh i don't know i'm really bad at tiktok at the moment i don't send or like stuff you i don't are, know what's going or, on or it takes you like a week to watch the ones i've sent yeah how mad was all the wedding shaming videos yeah. mental oh i love finding juicy things on tiktok but anyway guys we hope you enjoyed the case today um uh we hope you found it interesting we'd love to hear your thoughts we'd also like to hear your thoughts on the mario pikachu debate mm-hmm. so i've had more people to... message me since the episode started saying mario so a hey. couple more for mario <laughs> Sammy. He's, he's can you do a mario impression nope no you're not even gonna nope. try okay fair enough well we will see you guys on the next episode please follow us at court case podcast on instagram and uh give us a follow on whatever podcast app that you are using we hope you had a great time or just an interesting time and we will see you very very soon bye 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.